Welcome to the first episode of You Gaming Gamer. I'm your host, Lionel, and I'll be talking about my all-time favorite game, Imbroglio by Michael Bro. How much depth can there really be on a tile board only four across by four deep? Quite a lot if that game is Imbroglio by Michael Bro. Take those 16 tile spots and add the choice of 40 red and 40 blue tiles. Add four types of basic monster and two rare monsters. Mix in 16 heroes, each with a game-bending strength and weakness. Add three game modes, including a four-day challenge and 16 character draft mode, and you have a game that can literally entertain you for months. Imbroglio features a neat medieval feel to it, like you're looking at creatures and players snuck out of the margins of some obscure manuscript. The characters fit a social spectrum nicely, though, so whatever your walk of life, chances are you'll find one you'll identify with, either looks and or ability. The base rules of Imbroglio are that you slide from tile to tile, that monsters move once each time that you do, that stars you land on add to your score and health, and that you and monsters deal damage back and forth depending on the color of the tile you're standing on, or their type, red or blue. Already there are plenty of exceptions to these rules. The shopkeeper, for example, is attacked by the very tile that each monster is standing on. A blue monster can deal red damage, for example, and if it's a high-powered weapon, a lot of it. The jester's weakness is that he sees an extra fake star on each game board. Combat lets you deal damage first. Then, if the monster's still alive, it will deal damage back to you. An ability that helps weaken monsters is called cursing, where the monster is enveloped in a black cloud. The next time a star is grabbed, a cursed monster will turn into a ghost, which dies with a single point of damage. It will also stun a random monster. This can be a lifesaver when huge numbers of monsters are coming onto the board. Another important part of the game is the walls. They add huge strategic depth and challenge as well. While they make monsters take longer to get to you, it often takes longer to heal your character by reaching a star. One character has a drawback of new stars always being at least eight tiles away, and having to guess between two stars can make using the Jester a nerve-wracking experience. With abilities like smashing through walls or flying off the board to the other side, it's possible to limit the distance to your star. The player starts with four red and four blue health points. Common monsters start with five health points, divided between red and blue. For example, the monster that comes out of the lower right corner usually has one red health point and four blue points. This makes it important to place at least one red weapon by that entrance, ideally two, so that you don't have to spend a long time to kill it. If you run into a monster with only a bad-colored tile underneath you, it can take up to four hits to kill that monster. As the game goes on, more and more monsters pile into the board, making it possible that you may not have full health fighting the wrong colored monster. Monsters usually fight back by dealing one point of their color of damage. Again, they may be using your own weapons against you, or maybe nighttime, and against one character, they may pack a stronger punch. When your health reaches zero free their life bar, the game is over, with a jangling series of guitar thrashes. Imbroglio's entire medley of combat sounds is guitar-based. Highlight a character, and you get a pleasing pick of the guitar. Pick one, and you get a strum. Enter the dungeon, and you get an expectant note. Run low on health, and you'll hear an unsettling extra note that sounds like limping. My favorite effect is the scratching sound of the geomantic orb as it destroys a wall. So how does Imbroglio keep from being a very dull, eye-for-an-eye kind of a match with monsters? 
Several ways. Range tiles can hit from across the board, even through walls sometimes. But in return, a monster will still come toward you. If you have another monster coming toward you and you need to hit it first, firing a ranged weapon at one monster will force another one to come to you. Then you can finish that monster off and go back to dealing with the original monster which is still heading toward you. Or you can use an ability like healing or grab a star. You can also finish off monsters in the order you choose if several are around you at one time. Also, weapons have five levels of ability, zero through four. Each four kills from that tile will level, strengthen, and or add an extra ability. Just as there's an exception to almost everything else, not every weapon is best at its full power. For example, the dwindling brazier will actually weaken as it's powered up. While this may seem like a serious drawback, using the shopkeeper will make any monster attacking you deal as low as zero damage. Characters also require runes, which you can accumulate through leveling a weapon with four kills or an ability. I told you this game is built on exceptions. An ability can use half a rune, a whole rune, one and a half runes, or even two. You have to balance your character's health, your position on the board, and the runes you have to keep on keeping on. Also, your ability, or the tile's ability, will usually bend or break the rules of the game. Susanna Holy Templar can deploy a blue mini-nuke affecting monsters in the same row and column, or Fae Sorceress Ixthil can turn all monsters into ghosts. What makes Imbroglio so brilliant is that no weapon truly helps you all the time. There are some combinations of talents and tile abilities that will have you laughing out loud as you die. For example, you may have three places to teleport to, and they'll all be worthless in a turn or two. There are no bugs per se that I've found, but there is a hilarious way with the shopkeeper to lose the game without a single monster hitting you. There's a weapon called the Bone Snare, and when you gain or lose a rune, the Bone Snare will deal damage to whatever's standing there. There's also a Lightkeeper's Candle that gives you runes at the start of the game. Use multiple candles and start on the Bone Snare, and you're done already. Part of the joy of the main game is discovering all the things that you can bend the rules on. For this reason, I'm ending coverage of the main game, but in closing, I'll mention draft mode, where your score is the sum of all characters that you use, and the daily challenge, which pits you against other players for the high score, using just eight tiles, actually for four days. This mode features a standard character, a slightly modified character, or a bizarre mixture of two characters. In all games, the very binary 256 is the highest score you can get. I got a 197 during an absolute brain melter of a game with Jessica Nomad Witch. I haven't updated the board though with the new expansions that have come out. For more information on Michael Bro and his games, visit Smestorp, S is in Sam, M is in Michael, E is in Edward, S is in Sam, T is in Tom, O is in Original, R is in Roll, P is in Play, dot com. To boast about your score or a crazy game, please leave a message at anchor.fm slash Dunkin Donuts edit of the week. You gaming gamer. Y-O-U gaming gamer. You can also support the podcast there. Your donation is also welcome on Venmo. Username, The Herbie Show. Lionel Hood is a freelance writer. To contact him for opportunities, please email him at Oliva. L-I-O-N-E-L-O-L-I-V-A at gmail.com. Copyright 2021, Lionel Hood. All rights reserved.